80% of your customers have to shut their business, yeah, well, you're in for a rough ride. I don't know how many numbers you are doing now, but I mean, the product is so simple and it, it serves such a clear goal. Hey everyone, my name is Bruce Angulf and this is the Untold Stories of Change, the podcast where you hear the stories behind business leaders and the companies they build. Our guest today is Heis Pans. Heis is a European director at Life Aid Beverage Company, the company that makes vitamins that you actually enjoy drinking. Heis actually started out as a professional soldier in the military and then eventually moved into sports and CrossFit training and fitness in particular. He quickly fell in love with the entrepreneurial side of training and he has owned several gyms and supported an online shops in the meantime. Now, during our conversation, he shares how he started working for LifeAid, grew the business in Europe and sustained it in the toughest times of Corona. What, what I do is like I'm the European director for the LifeAid beverage company. And uh, at the LifeAid beverage company, we make and produce uh, and design better for you soft drinks or... Uh, um, so all we have function driven, uh, drinks that are there for you for after sports. They're here to help you with the anti-inflammation, uh, to help you in the office space with our product focus aid. And, um, the good thing about it is we only use the good stuff. So none of the bad stuff. So there's, uh, no artificial sugars, no artificial, uh, flavorings in there. Uh, and a lot of vitamins. So it's a function based, uh, drink. Nice. And then, then yeah. usually you get a lot of questions when you start that way. So uh, actually one of our hashtags is we, we make vitamins that you'll actually enjoy drinking. So I think that sums it up pretty well as well. So, uh, but the, the real big niche has been for uh, identifying customer needs at specific times and specific moments, and then catering to that exact need uh, and being there at the timing and the moment that you want that product. So whether that be in a gym or on a golf course or in an office, um, that's always been the goal of, uh, of the brand. I'm also curious to find out more about how you actually um, started working for that company and, and, and your journey to getting there. And um, so can you, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and how you actually started out your career? Because I see some interesting jobs in your, <laughs> I had a chance to yeah. look at your uh, CV and mm -hmm. also you, you were, you were actually a CrossFit trainer. So I'm, I'm very curious to find out how did that affect yeah, you personally so, and, and also so professionally. So after school, I had a, mil a short military career as a professional, uh, uh, soldier. And after that, I moved into outdoor sports, which graduated into sports and CrossFit. And, um, I've, I've owned uh, a CrossFit gym and before that a big Globo gym. And I've also helped uh, create uh, some smaller gyms and even at the start of basic fit. So I have a long history in, uh, in, in fitness. Um, so, and from there I sold my gym, my, uh, my big gym and I looked for something to do and I, I really enjoyed CrossFit. I was doing that myself in Amsterdam and I thought, well, why don't I start a CrossFit gym? Uh, which was kind of open in the morning and uh, uh, like for the morning classes. And then we were closed in the afternoons 
and open in the evenings again. And I wanted something to do in the afternoons. So I wanted to start a yeah, web shop because I've had owned a kite surf shop as well. So I had some uh, experience in, uh, in online sales. And I started looking for products. And uh, at that time, FitAid was really hitting off in the US within the CrossFit scene. So that was a natural choice and uh, ordered a first pallet and then sold it from the boot of my car. And then um, we grew it from there. Yeah, I'm curious how did that translate from, from being a trainer uh, into, into the position that you're in? Because I see that you have a lot of, um, a lot of experience into, into training in particular. And mm -hmm. I'm curious to how was it for you to transition and to change from that, uh, from that role into the role that you are uh, right now at uh, LifeHate? Yeah, so it's a bit more gradual than straight from trainer to uh, to working for LifeAid. So it started more that when you want to progress in being a trainer, you could either go full in on the training or start to look at the entrepreneur side a little bit more. Um, so that really piqued my interest. Uh, and uh, uh, from that point, uh, I've always been looking for opportunities and chances and fun stuff to do and uh, fun things to work with that, you know, align with my uh, personal preferences and uh, lifestyles and um, that could be running a gym but that could also be selling a, a better for you uh, product so and during that time did you actually felt the need for a product like i like what what they actually offered did, did you at some point say oh my god i want to have an actual beverage that doesn't have the usual artificial flavors i'm curious to know yeah, exactly. So about six years ago, uh, CrossFit was really promoting the paleo side of, uh, of nutrition, which I was really into at that point. And uh, this was a brand that ticked all the boxes on the, uh, on the vitamin side, on the supplement side, on the health side, but still looked cool because, you know, you, you can get a lot of uh, great products, natural products, but they all have like a little bit of a bad uh, brand attitude. Um, which is changing now, but at that time, it was a real uh, refreshing uh, to see a company that had all the coolness of, a, of an energy drink, but none of the none of the junk. Yeah, uh, I'm just curious. What was the focus? What was your initial focus when you joined the company? Okay, so I I was an independent distributor when I started off. So I just uh, distributed the the product to start off with for the Benelux. And they saw we were successful and we grew that to Germany and that added to all of Europe. Um, so my first goal as an entrepreneur was sales. Uh, that's very simple. So it was just uh, leveraging your network to get those fierce orders in to see what the, uh, the community thinks of your product and how it's reacted and then listen, listen to that feedback and then uh, act on that. So 100% first uh goal was was sales get that product out there uh, whatever way um to see how the market reacts yeah and then and then how did that evolve uh during your stay there well you, you can immediately uh, see if the product is you know really trending or really has a natural uptake uh in a very short period of time um and then the trick is to to scale that so um, from at one point we were doing okay um, and literally we went to the US to talk to the company and uh, that was I think the big pivoting point in, uh, in gearing up sales in Europe 
was taking all their learnings from uh, email marketing fed by event marketing and uh, online presence to uh, to ramp up uh, to ramp up the sales and just you know build the machine um, that is ready to scale um, and from there uh, expand your presence to other countries and stuff like that so yeah definitely uh, going over to the US and you know getting inspired by their uh, uh, online approach was was pretty uh, interesting for us yeah that was the big change so one of the the good things that the the company always has done is is kind of cut out the middleman because most uh, old fashioned gyms they buy through one distributor and that one sells a couple of of bars he sells a couple of uh, whey products he sells maybe one or two drinks um and so it's the, that person that's there in between the customer and the uh it's like old fashioned cutting out the middleman uh but also building a direct relationship with your uh, with your customer, be it a reseller or a consumer. So um, yeah, that was a, and learning how to scale that and still be in touch. I think that was the biggest uh, the biggest lesson we learned from the U.S. company. And can you think of a particular failure? Because I see that you've worked for that company for eight years. Um, do you can you recall a certain failure whether it's personal or a company failure that at a later point set you up for a greater success and you actually had a chance to evolve oh wow there's been a lot of uh trial and error along the way so uh of course of course there's going to be uh big mistakes made um you know using the wrong shipping company um uh, Outsourcing uh, the the production that's all that's all that's all been with its ups and downs, but to think of one which has set me up for uh, well let's let's take a recent one, Corona. It wasn't really our fault, but it happened and it sucked big time because we sell to gyms, and gyms are closed. Uh, they were closed for a, for a huge part of Europe. So uh, if eighty percent of your uh, customers have to shut their business, uh, yeah, well you're in for a rough ride. So, uh, but it did give us the, um, the chance to um, look more into the consumer side of sales and really push on that. And uh, if you see what a, a huge chunk that is now, either through a subscription model of monthly deliveries or one-off purchases on our website, direct to the consumer, uh, that has added a very um, positive layer of, of uh, of income and sales to our business. And the good thing to see was when the gyms opened up, they started reordering, but we didn't lose those consumers. And actually now we found a better way to reach them and to onboard them. Um, and we can see that constantly growing that. So that's been, a, uh, well, it's not really a failure, but it's been a bit of bad, uh, bad luck for everybody, which we've uh, managed to uh, turn around and uh, is now producing an extra, layer of income and success uh, for our company yeah that's that sounds fascinating i mean i guess there was a huge amount of effort that went into the communication with your clients and mm -hmm. i think that's really impressive and i'm, I'm just curious if there's something that was uh, uniquely to you or, or uniquely to the culture of your company that really contributed to the sex to the successful communication with um um, with the clients that you've actually managed to to get by your side and say, you know, this this will be a long ride, and 
we're here for the long run and we're not just um, uh, here for a quick pay. Yeah. So and and you know, while you're building these new these new accounts, you know, these consumer accounts, selling the, into them, you gotta think of how you're gonna keep in touch with your current uh, clients, which aren't ordering because their business is closed. And I don't know. I mean, you both uh, work in business. Obviously, you had a call from another company, someone who works there, and he starts the conversation with, uh, "Hey, how are you doing?" Uh, in the end, he just wants a. Uh, a signature under a new contract or whatever he wants something from you and he starts with the question how are you doing so we had time on our hands um, and we had no intention to sell but we could reach out to our customers and just say hey how are you doing and um, you know that was the only question we had there was no buy this or we want this from you so that was very important and uh, yeah we also tried to support them a little bit by doing kickbacks on uh, if they're end consumers order through a certain code and stuff like that. So we try to be there for our uh, uh, clients, the gyms, even though um, that we weren't selling for them. And I think that's really shown um, that you, everybody says they have a true interest and a vested interest in their uh, uh, customers. But when it gets a little tough, then it's a time that you can show it. So, uh, that was really interesting. And I think it's imperative for the way we look at that. We see chance in everything. And uh, yeah. So obviously most companies are, are hit hard as you from Corona. Uh, so you had to keep a close eye on spending and expenses. So I'm curious to know how did you deal with the challenges of actually um, limiting and also tracking your expenses? Um, well, of course we have our accounting systems and we have our checks and balances. Um, but, uh, at these periods, if you are in a selling business, like the most, the two biggest costs, if you're in e-commerce are your product and your, um, uh, shipping. And if you don't sell a lot, uh, you don't have a lot of, uh, uh product to buy and a lot of shipping to do. So, uh, that was pretty easy. Um, but directly after Corona, uh, we started growing the team, adding extra salespeople to the country. So we have a physical office in the Netherlands from which we do everything for Europe. And then we have our, our, our Italian uh, and our French and our German and our UK sales associates. And uh, yeah, tracking those in all their expenses is not something you want to do when you want to create a uh, focus on the business. So uh, that's actually where you guys stepped in a little as well. So uh, with, uh, with Payhawk to try and make that as easy as possible instead of running around after uh, people asking for their uh, bills for the tube or for the payage on the French highways or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually get that a lot. You wouldn't believe the stories we hear. <laughs> so yeah, that was actually my next question. What, what what brought you to Payhawk and how you actually found us and what made you stay with us? Well, um, I find you, to be honest, just simply through uh, through the internet, just, you know, Google search for credit card company or uh, expenses tracking, expense tracking, um, then came out with you guys and it looked pretty easy uh, to use. And um, yeah, especially the export with the, uh, the tickets attached goes straight into the accounting software. So those were a few 
things that were important to me? Is it mobile? Do I have to run around after people because, uh, and, and is it user friendly? Um, yeah, so those were the big, big pluses. Um, it's just a simple app. Everybody understands it. So uh, yeah, that was the big plus points. Yeah, Keep perfect. it simple. Yeah. So maybe can you can you think of a maybe a favorite feature of course that maybe it's a favorite feature to you or to someone from the company that you think it's the single best thing about your usage. Yeah, I I would say the the ease of use in your in your app. Um, I think that is that is the the biggest win. It's so easy to attach the tickets to, to the downs because those things get lost. I mean, if you don't do it immediately, you know, in a, in a, a ticket or for four euro 50 or a cappuccino for six euros, you know, it's going to get lost at some point. And uh, I think that's the biggest, biggest uh, uh, one for you. What I also really like is that you can allocate the funds to the people. Um, but yeah, that's also a cool future uh, on, on the cards that you, you know, can limit expenses and if they do need it and it's a proper expense, they can request it pretty quickly. So that works nice. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you really for, for that feedback. I think it's it's that what makes us uh, confident and what allows us to bring a better, better service to all of our clients. What do you actually do when you feel overwhelmed? This, this is something that I like to ask people that I interview and I think for you, it would be really interested to see somebody who has a lot of experience into uh, CrossFit <laughs> to hear what are you currently doing when you feel overwhelmed. Um, well, you, you have either two choices, right? Which is uh, sometimes it's to keep going because just shit needs to get done and um, you need to finish something. But if you're constantly being overwhelmed uh, and it starts becoming a pattern, uh, then it's time to take actions. And I have my personal anchor points. So I have uh, uh, my gym visits, of course, uh, which some people find stressful going to the gym. But for me, it's a, it's, it's a way to talk to like-minded people, have some fun and forget about stuff for an hour. Um, and some personal uh, uh, anchor points like going to the soccer with my son every Saturday. And it's small stuff like that. So... Uh, just having several anchors in your week, day or weekend to keep you sane. And uh, sometimes uh, life is a little bit overwhelming. Hey, but uh, that's just the way it is, right? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I actually recently felt that rush of working kind of like doing, you know, every day you just wake up and then uh, you just have so many things that you can be doing. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that the problems are actually interesting. So you're engaged and you want to actually get it done. Uh, but at some point, uh, you kind of feel that, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the line is very close. The, the line is yeah. very thin for, for burnout. So I actually, mm -hmm. what, what you said, the anchors, I just immediately recalled that I remember just going back to where I used to live with my uh, mother and just had, like just seeing the whole environment there, having the ability to talk to her, uh, mm -hmm. was just something that really brought me and kind of centered me and was like, okay. Um, I'm, I'm a kid again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what's what's next for Life Aid? So we have so much stuff to do. I mean, we're we're looking at uh, country expansions. We're looking at product line expansions. 
Uh, in the US, they just went live with Fit8 Go, which is, uh, and uh, Focus8 Go, which is like the drink, but then in a powdered form, which you can take with you on the, on the go and add it to your water bottle. So uh, that's where we're going. And uh, we're on a mission to, to be the next uh, billion dollar company. And uh, here in Europe, we hope to play a, uh, a small but significant part uh, in that journey. So uh, there's really enough to do. Yeah. Do you have a favorite product of, of the, your product line? I mean, do you have something that is very unique to uh, that you use maybe on a daily basis? Or yeah, FitAid. It's it's the go-to for me and the original one. I have it here. I'm actually drinking it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's the original. Uh, drink. It's actually supposed to be for after exercise. Don't tell anyone. I had three to four a day, even on days I don't train. Yeah. yeah. And you still look fine to me. So, <laughs> cheers. Very kind of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm getting mindful of your time here. So uh, I really appreciate the time that you took to speak with us. And I think yeah, no it was, was useful. And in 30 minutes, we really got to hear a lot. <laughs> So do you have any questions for us or anything? No, it's just interesting to see because um, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of these FinTech solutions coming up, but seeing what tech is built and how it's been spread. And uh, you live in a fascinating area, I think, with your company. And it's cool to see that there's these a lot of uh, actual products churning up and working right now instead of just you know, being the promise with great technique but stuff is being built. So uh, I think that's cool. I think you have a cool little company which could uh, really uh, take off at some point. Yeah. I don't know how many numbers you are doing now, but I mean, the product is so simple and it, it, it serves a, uh, it serves such a clear goal um, mm. that, you know, like we have, uh, when we ask gyms to sign up, we give them a free fridge. We give them three cases of FitAid free with their first purchase of three cases. It's, you know, it's such an easy offer. You'd be stupid not to do it. And if you're looking to scale that part of your expensing with your team, um, you're also getting there to the point that you'd be stupid if you didn't t take you know, the elegant, simple solution, so, which is always uh, uh, a nice uh, point to have in your business so we i definitely agree with you that we live in interesting times and it's really to see it both from the inside and also as a reflection to our customers mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's really been a, a pleasure speaking with you so thank you thank you again. okay guys no problem take care